Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 35 of The Sith List. I am your host, Arash Dolachahi, and my two co-pilots sitting right here in this studio room, The Sith Lair, the wonderful, the young, the talented, Carlos Boerguel. And also sitting here across from me is Les... Crunch Crunch is more. Gonzalez, and we're here to bring you episode 35 of The Sith List, just like I just said. I like how that's uh, settled a little bit more. What is that? Our intros are starting to settle. Is it? Hope you guys like it, people. Yeah. I hope you guys like it, people. I hope you people like it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. What do you kidding. mean, Damn. you people? What do you, what do you mean, mean, you people? people? You're not allowed you know to use what? that just I, because you're... I'm allowed to use that in anger sometimes, but you guys African are American, correct. American, you can't say that. You say people. those words. You are correct, people. How are you guys doing? Oh. Good, good. I'm good now. Yeah. Hey, we sound a little excited right now, don't we? <laughs> we do, we do. We want to... Uh, little shout out there, shout out there to uh, a couple people real quick before we even start the whole shenanigans. One, Brett Portillo, who we went, we had a great weekend last weekend. We went to a bachelor party. It was Brett Portillo's bachelor party and all his buddies. That's my boy right there. We have a story, not about the bachelor party because we're not talking about that. Yeah, yeah. You do not talk about that. No, but we have a story. We have a story about. He just shit himself right now. You do know that. You do know that Ooh. he just... Oh, Brett Yeah, he's up. like, oh, fuck, no, don't say it, man. No. We got you, Brett. We got no. a lot of stories we about Brett. We got you, No, Brett. we're kidding. Don't we're kidding. worry. <laughs> no, but we, we do have a story of getting back here to watch The Walking Dead. Ooh. And we'll talk about that during our Walking oh, Dead segment. yes, we will. But uh, a big old thank you to Brett for hosting that whole event. It was great, fantastic. It was good times. We also got to do a live Rogue One call-in, call-in show. Right. We, we found the time. To make that happen. Yes, yes. And and this is a good segue because the other shout out, I, we want to congratulate Rogue One, mm-hmm. a Star Wars podcast for winners, for winning the Best Ensemble Award and the Star Wars Podcast Awards. And Sith Heads, thank you so much for going out there and voting and voting and voting. I know we try to have that on our show, on our podcast as much as possible where we wanted you guys to go out there and help those great guys. We feel like they're like family members to us. So... Yeah, that that's some uh, true power right there. I can't. Very yeah, cool. Everybody put them over the top. The yeah, the Rogue right. One Army. Big, big help. The, army the Rogue One Army through, came, through. came through. And also Haas. I don't know if you know this. Last Haas won. They won Best Song. I saw Best Intro. Best Theme. So, and their song is the shit. I Just love it. Just followed you guys on Instagram. And Stone Harvest. Cobra and everybody that, everybody that actually 
made that original song, fantastic. Very cool. What did you say last? I said I just followed those guys on Instagram. Which was Stone Cobra or Blue Harvest? Uh, Blue Harvest. I was scrolling through the, um, what is that? The, oh, on Insta. As, as okay. mentioned, the mentions or whatever. Where right. You, the exploring thing. And I saw their, uh, holy crap, we won an award. So I hit follow. Yeah, no, I'm sure. Should have been on that a long time ago. We are, yeah, we're very excited about that for you guys. Can't wait to celebrate a celebration with you guys. So it's going to be good. And we'll, we'll take a shot for Les. He's not going to be there, but we'll take a shot no, for I won't, him. but please take plenty of shots for me. Pour one for the homies. I That's took right. a random shot last night. Oh, you did? You did from some random Yeah, strangers. we went out last night that for a lot. another, another, we'll another, do another shout, shout out. out. Yeah. Andrew Medina, who is our, our social media director. Yes, he, he has a new title. We've we've exalted him to director. Mm-hmm. Who's going to? He's shown me some of the stuff that he's done. Same doing pay, for the though, Facebook. Right? Same oh, pay, yeah, absolutely same pay, same pay as mm-hmm. you're getting less. Sorry, no, yeah. no raises there, people. Yeah, no, none at all. <laughs> but we went out last night, and I looked. We went out to a bar. We had Korean barbecue once again, which was fantastic. But then Always. we went to a bar afterwards, and I noticed that Les is talking to some big dude. And I said, "Oh shit, what's going on? What's going on here?" Some beef. Did Les look at his girl or something? Let's hope not. What I've happened? done that before too. Yes, you have. <laughs> yeah. So, next thing you know, I see the guy hand over a shot to Les, and I have of all the years I've known Les. I've known Les for seventeen years, and we've been probably drinking for seventeen years. Yes, we have. <laughs> I have never seen him take a shot and make that face oh. in my life. I tried to keep it down, people. Oh. What was it, Les? You told me. You it was, told me. It was a gorilla fart. by the fart. name of a gorilla fart. A gorilla fart. Yes, I said it. This is a shot. You're going to do 151, Southern Comfort, and Jack Daniels. Some other alcohol. It should Acid, never. Yeah. If you want to start your car or a jet, that's <laughs> they use it in the, the space intake. shuttle, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's Les looked like he shit himself right when he it, took that yeah, jet. I almost <laughs> did, but I kept it down, people. I was able to keep it down, and it was free. Can't complain. About it was that. free. Very nice guy. Very, Very nice guy. Apparently, he'd been trying to get rid of that thing for an hour. Yeah, because when you took oh, the shot, man. he gave high fives to his whole table. I don't know if you yeah. saw that. Yeah, they were like, "We got this guy. He's dead." Yeah. So but I'm alive. Yeah, we're that was interesting. And you know what? And we also want to talk a little bit later. We'll talk about our experiences today. Me and Lorena and Boo got to go to the Cantina. Uh, what was it called? Scum and Villainy Cantina. Scum and Villainy Cantina, which is a kind of a knockoff of the Star Wars Cantina. Yep. And we have a lot to say about it. So we'll talk about that later in our Star Wars section. Mm-hmm. But uh, you guys ready to get into some shenanigans? Let's do it. So you can find us on Instagram, obviously, and it's the Sith List on Instagram, on Facebook. Here's the cool thing. The guy that we talked about, his 30th birthday just happened, Andrew Medina, has made a new Facebook site, which is great. It's a Facebook page. And it's going to be called, I believe, I don't think it's up yet exactly, but it's the Sith List Podcast. Yeah, and then we're going to have direct links to our episodes Direct links to photos, stuff like that, to T Public. So it's very, very cool. So yes, I cannot wait for that. The look for that Facebook, the Sithless Podcast. Our email is the Sithless at gmail.com. We have a hotline, 707-65-Geek1. And that's 707-654-3351. And we also obviously have a Twitter where you can find us as at the Sithless Boo. At the Sithless Boo. And Crunch Crunch over there. At Less Is More 78. That is our Twitter handle. Twitter that's handles. right. I just noticed something, Rod. You're wearing a very nice shirt. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that yeah, is right. Well, oh, that's no right. No one can see it, but he's rocking a very nice form-fitting 
Rogue One Army. I am. I, I represented the Rogue One Army today at oh, the... At uh, Scum and Villain. Yeah, you like the oh. shirt? Is that why you're looking at me here? Yeah. yeah it's pretty nice. Yeah, huh? you're very nice. very sexy over there. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I was, I was wondering why you were ogling him a little... You were uh, ogling him too much. Yeah. yeah, gazing yeah. over here. Is, yeah. It's happening. <laughs> you were meat-gazing me, and I was wondering why. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. <laughs> that Korean barbecue is still going at it. With the you. shirt. The clothes do make the man, people. Oh. <laughs> the clothes maketh the man. Yeah. Okay, so there is our shenanigans. Again, thank you for all the support that everybody has given us, our great Twitter followers, people, our listeners. This has just been amazing. We had a great episode with Jason Ward last week. We had a great positive feedback. So thank you, Jason, for being on. That was huge. Mm-hmm. And uh, we cannot wait to meet everybody and the Rogue, Ar- Rogue One Army and everybody else at Celebration. It's going to be a good time. So. Yep. All right, you ready to get into some geekdom? Yeah, there's not a lot. This. There's not a lot of shit going on this week. Very, very tame. Uh, yeah, very quiet. Yeah, so we probably have a quick show, a quick podcast, but we are going to have uh, minutes with the misses later. Ooh, yes, Miss Lorena Dolashai will enter the Sith lair, mm-hmm. and we're going like, to pick her brain and see what she thinks that she's going to experience at celebration. Oh, which should be oh, interesting. That should be a, and and her take and her take of the cantina today. Yeah, that's kind of cool. So, box office, guys. Number one from boxofficemojo.com. Number one was The Boss Baby. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. And number two, Beauty and the Beast. Boss Baby made $26 million. Beauty and the Beast made $25 million. Smurfs, The Lost Village, also known as Avatar 2, <laughs> made $14 million. No, no, this is Avatar 3 because that's the second Smurfs movie. Oh, that's right. We've had Avatar 2 Or can already. you just like do like a patch in 3.0 or oh. <laughs> 2.0 yeah. kind of thing? What are these jackass movies? Yeah. Jackass 2.5? Yeah. And Ghost in the Shell rounds off the top four, because we want to throw Ghost in the Shell in there, mm-hmm. at $7.3 million. Oh, my God. That's yeah, it's bad. made $40 million, I think, domestically, or $38 million domestically, oh. and it made $45 million this week worldwide. So it's making more money worldwide. It, that's pretty much... Typical with this type of movie, I think. That's, Which that's, is weird because that's brutal. they were pissed, right? Yeah. I, yeah, but isn't it? Um, we talked about this a couple weeks ago about the uh, whitewashing and would it, for it to be making some money overseas is kind of ironic. Mm-hmm. Don't you Interesting, think? yeah. Oh, don't you think? Oh, I like that. Song. Yeah, Alanis Marset for you. There. Underrated. Underrated, yes. Oh, Alanis Marset's underrated or the song underrated? Uh, both. Okay, but you didn't see Ghost in the Shell. No, I didn't. I didn't see Ghost in the Shell. Boo. I did. You did. So you're going to talk a little bit about Ghost and the Shell. Fantastic. Let me start off. I've seen the original Ghost in the Shell series. I've seen Standalone Complex. I've seen the one movie that they made. So I I have a pretty good understanding of the... um, the medium that we're talking about here before anybody tries to vilify me. So the movie is... It's not bad. Let me start off. You don't need to see it in the theaters. If you're a really big fan of Ghost in the Shell... It's not going to be a disappointment, but it's not going to blow your mind. If you're a, a normal normal fan who just sees this, looks interesting, it's not the greatest movie in the world. It's not shit. It's not really bad. Nothing like that. It's just kind of meh. So, yeah, that's, that's about it. Scarlett Johansson does a good job. She actually does major pretty well. Actually, she, she, she portrays it pretty well. She, of course, she looks fantastic. It's fucking Scarlett Johansson. 
And all the characters in it are pretty cool. The visual effects and the actual practical effects that you see in the movie, like the the, the cars and the stuff they touch in the in the environments that are in, are actually pretty fucking awesome. They, they it sells that very well. It has all all your normal characters in there that that, that you come to expect, and they're all they're all pretty badass. If if you're a big fan of Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, yeah, I, I would, I would, I would say go see it. But if you're a normal person who doesn't really have any idea what we're talking about, no, don't, don't go see it. But okay. one thing, one thing that I have found interesting, you know, this is kind of not, not maybe, maybe this is not the best thing, best way to say it. But we've been talking about having leading ladies do big budget movies like this. The one thing that I do find interesting is that. Scarlett Johansson is not the greatest actress in the world, but she does a very good job. She looks amazing. Yes. She's a beautiful, beautiful woman. She is. And in this movie, she's she's in a skin-tight bodysuit, which, you know, you know, CGI and all, but a skin-tight bodysuit for like 85% of the movie. And it's sci-fi and there's action to it. I don't really understand why it didn't make that much money. Well, boo, that's a great question, and that is a great segue into our next topic here all right so when i saw the totals last week and i saw the totals this week i was wondering in my head when did we have our last top female draw meaning i can't think of who it was julia roberts was a huge draw back in the mid 90s right meg ryan for rom-coms she was huge Mm mm-hmm who do we have as a female actress that can draw on her own? Now, I know you guys are going to say Jennifer Lawrence, but Jennifer Lawrence was thrown into a huge, huge uh, franchise, franchise mm-hmm. with the uh, Hunger Games. Yeah. Right? Yeah, she was. Usually, though, what you see is that we don't have a standalone. I think the closest would maybe Angelina Jolie. I mean, oh, she she used to be. Not she anymore. She used to be, but not anymore. Lately, we Who's don't gonna have Who's going to go see that. a fucking Angelina Jolie and, movie? And, well, she's... Now she's aged out. If you that's what I'm saying, it. she's and aged out. She's when tries she to direct. was big, she was able to do a few things, but she never had like any number ones on her own. Well, I'm, I'm sure Tomb Raider did well. Tomb Raider, I think Tomb Raider did. Tomb Raider yeah. one was an actually a pretty good movie. Tomb Raider two was it? Was that Cradle yeah. of Life? Was Cra- Tomb Raider two? Oh, God, that was yeah. fucking. I, I don't. I don't remember. That was um, Gerard Butler was in that. Yeah, and, and that's that brings to the point. A lot of times they have a, a good opposite with them or against them they always have a good male counterpart mm-hmm. um but as far as top billing goes i don't know if there's it, it, i don't know if they've ever been like a major draw where they you know smash the box office but ladies have been able to hold their own but as far as like raking in millions and hundreds of millions of dollars i just don't think it's happened yeah we I, all saw what happened to holly berry after she won an oscar and then catwoman comes out and oh my god end. that is a steamy that pile of shit the end of her well you know i oh. i wonder we, we take two steps forward with these amazing roles the strong female roles that we have now especially in in the lucasfilm right <laughs> catalog now and we see Scarlett Johansson kicking ass in Ghost in the Shell. So it seems like it's two steps forward, one step back. We need something. We need somebody to step up. Like, look, Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio is a massive draw. Mm-hmm. He's in a movie. It's going to do well. Yes. Right? Because he knows how to pick his movies as well. Brad Pitt, for a good 10 years, was a huge draw. Mm-hmm. And, and still and is. Even and, he, and, yeah, he's, found, he's starting he still to pick is. things that can get right. people there. Right. And then if he's paired with the right director or the right team then people are going to go see like inglorious bastards yes my name is lieutenant aldo rain and i'm putting together a special team 
and I need me eight soldiers. Yes, oh, comes to mind. Yeah, no, yeah, he did and a fantastic job. That's even right. Fury was amazing. Yes, and Fury was amazing. You know what? He also had a great cast around him. All those guys were yes, badass. Absolutely. And Tom Cruise is still a big draw. Yes. Still to this yeah. day is no, a big draw. Yeah, that's very true. So we need one of these females. You know, maybe Jennifer Lawrence is the one that can step up and do something. You know, I'm really interested to seeing how Wonder Woman does and and Miss uh, Mar- Captain Marvel does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe this will kind of change the tide. And so these studios give the trust in to these female, great female leads to run with a, not just a franchise, but just something that's big. I want to see like a Born Identity. Ah, oh, they tried it though well, with Scarlett had, Johansson. Those, Shit. Well, no, because... I went and saw that one with Scarlett Johansson. It was kind of like a Born Identity which type. One? Wait, Lucy wait, which or... one? Lucy. Lucy Lucy. Sucked. Lucy. No, no it, it was bad. Lucy was a bad... It, it was, was it was an it interesting was concept. Passable, it was an interesting but concept, yeah. but they they missed the mark. Interesting right. concept missed the mark completely. I, yeah, I completely agree with that. Angelina Jolie did a movie called Salt. Yeah, it was, it was oh, that's, kind of that's like, very true. That was You're a great right. movie, and it was yeah. kind of like a Jason Bourne. Kind yeah, of I'm not, right. okay, yeah. but I'm not saying. And that, I'm still waiting for that fucking sequel because that was a pretty good fucking movie. Right, that was a very good movie, but it wasn't a huge hit. No. When, when have we ever had a female lead? And, and maybe the listeners can email us and or yeah, call please. us and let us know. I'm just I'm just having a brain I don't, fart. I don't think so. I'm having a gorilla fart less. Oh, um, don't have one of those. Don't have one of those. Uh, when was the last you. time a female lead wasn't in a franchise and it was number one in the box office see now okay so that, that's tough because i don't think that would you have to have the right timing to win it was what jennifer lawrence's joy one. was joy number one i'm not sure it was critically acclaimed and one uh see, was nominated for a lot usually, of oscars but was it number one type of movies don't rake in the box yeah, yeah, they, they, they don't claim exactly. money yeah so if it gets critical acclaim it's almost not going to get the money that comes with you know mm-hmm. people storming to the theaters to see uh, as far as Scarlett Johansson's case goes with um, Ghost in the Shell, it just happens to be that Ghost in the Shell may not be, which now gives me a bit of worry for Akira. Mm. Ghost in the Shell is an anime through and through. It's an original anime from Japan. Yep. Very, it has a very much heavy cult following. Isn't it arguably the greatest anime of all time? Well, Miyazaki has quite a few. Uh, yeah. What is that? Castle in the Sky? House Moving House Moving Castle, Spirited Away. Spirited Away, yeah. There's a lot of, he's got a lot of good ones. Um, There's a lot of really good anime that can be put up there with Ghost in the Shell. And it is pretty good. It's right there with Akira. Yeah, so you have a point, Raj. The thing is, is just because it is one of the greatest animes doesn't mean it's going to be killing at the box. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I hope we get to a point where we can see a female be in a movie, be the lead in a movie, and just... Fucking makes a hundred million dollars the first week. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm gonna. That's. that's I that's think a lot all our money is gonna ride on Wonder Woman at this point. See, but going forward, that again is a franchise. So yeah, I'm not really counting that. Exactly. Right, yes. See, that's the question I have. Is that is if so with Wonder Woman, it's not necessarily Gal Gadot who is the driving force behind this. It's Wonder Woman, and it's right. and it's the 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 uh, the ideas that we have. Uh, of Wonder Woman that we've seen before and stuff like that in the comic books and the cartoons and other adaptations as as that. So it's not necessarily Gal Gadot who's pushing this, you know, you're pushing the train forward. It's Wonder Woman who, like you said, is a franchise and has stuff already set, you know, behind it. So I, I, I don't know if you can actually put her as the reason why the movie did great. No, we can't put her as that, but we can... Let's just say we'll use that. You know, one of those things of it's like a bell curve. 
Ah, so okay. the three of you know the five good students in class bring everybody else up. Yeah, let's just hope that this can do that. Okay, because okay, Wonder Woman has greater marketing than yeah because of the, all the lore and it's been around for mm-hmm. so long and everyone has seen Wonder Woman in some capacity. Ghost in the Shell, on the other hand, is to a limited audience. Yeah, in res- in a certain respect. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is a lot of people have heard of it. A lot of people know anime is just as it's almost like uh, European soccer. You know, <laughs> everyone has a team. If you really think about it, you can ask someone and they go, oh, well, I kind of watch, you know, the Spanish league or I kind of watch the English league. So it's something like that. And you hear the words I kind of watch. So some people have kind of watched an anime here or there. A lot of people probably think Dragon Ball Z is the most power, uh, popular one. But Ghost in the Shell has its spot. It's just... It's really tough to get a casual, excuse me, a casual fan to just show up. And you don't have to get movie. emotional. We get <laughs> it. Yeah, we get choked up. He really loves. Well, I actually Ghost really, Michelle. but I like anime a lot. I know you do. I know you do. I really, really do. I, 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 I noticed that because you went and saw Ghost in the Shell the first weekend it was out. That's right. I rushed so fast. Nah, you're a big anime really. fan. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, there's your Ghost in the Shell. Well, hopefully, we can get this one day to have fe- uh, strong female leads, mm-hmm. kick ass in the theater. The the the, uh, the more leads, the more opportunities, the better. Yep. So that is that. So so now we're going to get into something that we normally do when somebody passes away that, you know, hits home here a little bit. Now, we had a great comedian, Mr. Warmth himself, Don Rickles, pass away this last week. Warmth indeed. Yes. And he was one of my favorite comedians of all time. He is actually, was actually my favorite stand-up comedian. I, me and my dad were huge fans of his. And we loved how he didn't give a shit about who he offended. He was relentless. Mm-hmm. And he was amazing. So we're going to do a moment of sound in honor of Mr. Warmth himself, Mr. Don Rickles. Look like a bucket of lard on a bad day. You baby gorilla. Why don't you work a zoo and stop bothering people? Got a call yesterday from Baskin Robbins. They said that they're down to only five flavors. You're swelling up as I talk to you. Look at you. How's this? How's it doing? Hello, ice cream. Having a good time? <laughs> Running around? Anyway, uh, no, smelling. The guy, there was a lot of wise guys. And then, mm-hmm. you know, everybody was Vito Bumbum, Charlie Barbarano, you know. Yeah. But it was great because if you wanted a cup of coffee. Today, if you want coffee or eggs, you got to go, boom, four stamps, three vice presidents, two secretaries. Right. Before you get anything. Sure. In those days, doing, hey, give the kid whatever he wants. And then grab his daughter and twist her arm. <laughs> But <laughs> my luck, a couple of those guys will be alive, and you'll yeah. see me up here like this. <laughs> now, are are any of those uh, guys still alive? Nah, they're all dead. That's good. <laughs> Thank God, because it could be dangerous if you're talking about. Nah, those there's guys. no chance they're dead. And John, we all get older, and our hair gets well, straight. Well, you never dyed your hair since I've known no, you. I did. No, I did. Ed, you never dyed your hair. You should. Ah, please be careful. You don't want to be in the way when my laser goes off. Hey, a laser! How come you don't have a laser, Woody? It's not a laser. It's a, it's a little light bulb that blinks. What's with him? Laser envy. All right. Now, we don't have a lot of stuff to talk about, like we said earlier. So we're going to dive into some Marvel, some DC, and then we're just going to shoot the shit. Sounds good to me. Shoot the Sith. I think Always Marvel awesome. may, is toning it down right now because Guardians will be on us in a few weeks. Oh, I can't yeah, wait. what, May 5th, right? Yeah, May 4th. May the 4th be with you. Oh, it's coming out on May 4th? That's I thought it was the... Oh, yeah, the, that's oh, Thursday, shit. right? Yeah. Oh, shit. That's fucking cool, man. 
May the 4th. That's my niece's birthday, by the way. That's awesome. Shout out to Kenna Dolachai. She's a Star Wars baby. She's a Star Wars baby. The Force Awakens. The Force Awakens. Yes, right. So let's get the Marvel news, not much, but it has something to do with Inhumans and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. co-creator Jed Wheaton, not Josh Wheaton, maybe it's his brother. Let's just... Jed and Josh, that might make sense. Let's assume that everyone and you can all let us know politely. Recent, his, long, his long lost twin. Well, whoever the hell he is, he recently sat down with uh, with press, including Digital Spy. So Digital Spy had an interview with him, whether or not the two shows will do a crossover, and that's Inhumans, which is coming out on ABC and Agents and, of Shield. And Agents of Shield. Thank you, thank you. And this is what he had to say: without being able to say anything really about that show, it will have its own world, just as we tried to start our own world. He told the Digital Spy, whether or not there's a crossover, we'll see. So obviously, what he's saying is, we're going to see if Inhumans does well. Yeah. Yes, and it'll do well for the first, you know, seven, eight episodes, and then when it's kind of struggling, we're going to do a crossover, crossover. to <laughs> fucking raise the ratings up. I wonder if they're going to cross them into the Netflix shows. Oh, that that that's a big question, man. I don't know if they I can know. do that. I, I mean, they can, but I don't know. Right, that's a big one because the Netflix shows don't run on a certain. Schedule. No, I'm not mistaken, right? No, not. It's not like an actual TV network show. They just get they shoot and then that's it. So they can be shooting all their seasons right now. Yeah, that's true. That we from from what we don't know or do know, but that would be obviously that's shooting for the stars right there to get a major crossover like that. Well, this guy knows what he's talking. He knows how to do interviews, so he's not going to confirm or deny things. That's true. So he also went on and to say everything is connected and that's fun to play with. But the point of our show is to be our show, and we want our fans to be rewarded for watching it without having to watch anything else. But we also want there to be a bigger reward for people who watch all of them. (laughs) Just fucking contradicting himself. Yeah. So so that they'll start to see that there's lines connecting. It's more for fun, people who are having the whole, watching the whole game. But if you don't, you'll still have a great roller coaster ride. So, so there is that. There's a chance. Yes. There is a chance. God. There is a chance. Here is another cool segue, like you just mentioned, Les. The Defenders had a teaser out. We can't show, we can't play it here on the podcast for you because there's not audio, audio or dialogue. But if you get a chance, you need to watch it. And when you're watching it, there's Easter eggs all over it. So it is shot through a security camera inside of an elevator. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, you hear elevator music, mm. and you see the defenders all struggling. You'll see Daredevil with a mask over him, his old school mask, and he's like out of breath. And you'll see Jessica Jones like panicking, freaking out, and then she looks at the camera. But bef- before she fucks the camera up, you look at your upper left corner, there's a bunch of numbers. And if you type those numbers to a, into your URL, you'll get a web page that is devoted to articles about what the, the defenders have done over the last couple of years. So it's press clippings. It's it's actually yeah. new yeah, press clippings from the newspaper that you see in all the Netflix shows. I forgot what it's called. Is it the Bugle? No, it's not the Bugle. Okay. It's not the Bugle. They can't oh they can't I, it's it's a specific can. one. Yeah, I don't think they can use the Bugle, but it's a specific one that you've seen on all of the shows that we've been watching. Daredevil, Iron Fist, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. Huh. So look at that. And you look in the upper right corner You'll see the release date for Defenders. And there's also another Easter egg somewhere in there. So take a look at the the Netflix, the teaser, and, and have fun with it. It's really cool. It's really cool that they did that. 
TV. And how excited are you guys after you're watching Iron Fist about the Defenders? Are you guys re- like really pumped up about this? Um, it's it's, it's going to be good. I like three out of the four of those people in, in that group. So, yeah. Let me guess. You don't like Luke Cage? No. As a character, yes. But as, as the person who portrays him, no. I don't like your tone. You're being disrespectful. It's unnecessary. I I don't like Christian Ritter either as as just like as oh, I'm a huge as a, Christian Ritter as a fan. person. I don't like her as a person, but I, as Jessica Jones, she does a good job. It's cool, man. Iron Iron Fist is kind of he's kind of meh, but he he is better than uh, better than Luke Cage. I kill you. Luke oh, Cage, you're gonna get yeah. some. Wait, well, hey, what was your yeah. Luke Cage? Wait, boo, what was your boo? Yeah. What was your Twitter handle yeah, again? Let's get that Twitter handle out there. What was your Twitter <laughs> handle again? <laughs> at the Sith list, boo. Ooh, please, guys, please, go yes. at him. Please. Yeah, please, please try to change my opinion. That'd be great. <laughs> Oh dear! Yeah, I can't wait. I think it's going to be great. I, I still haven't finished Iron Fist, so but I will finish it, and I cannot wait for the Defenders. I love Kristen Ritter. I love her Jessica Jones portrayal. I love Luke Cage. Yes, I thought it was fucking yes. amazing, and I love him in it. I actually started watching that again. Oh, yeah, it's a great show. They were nominated for a Peabody, by the way, which is very very hard to get. So my question is, how many episodes is it going to be? Oh, it's got to be at least like 13. I hope. I hope it's at least 10 to 13. Yeah. I, I mean, could they just give us eight action-packed badass episodes? They could. They could. I mean, that that I'm just trying to say the scope of you don't want, the you, right is You don't want filler characters. episodes, is that what you're saying? No, no, I no don't fillers want, for I mean, you. I and filler episodes might be okay. The thing is is you're doing the defenders. It's a complete crossover. It's pretty much a superhero team. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. You need to just go balls out. Balls to the wall, pedal to the floor, and just go. This is like, uh, what is it, uh, Diet Avengers, but a TV show. Yeah, and I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope we get to see these guys in Infinity War somewhere. Just somewhere, part one or part two. Just somewhere. I would just love to see them in anything. Even like a, the um, tie-in movies. Say another Captain America, and he ends up in New York. You want to see, see Luke Cage in a banana hammock. I just want to, no. No. Wow. That Probably is a, a big that, banana hammock. That's an image. No, I'm I'm trying. No, no. I would. Shit. Why not? Plenty of ladies out there would definitely like to see him. That in is an image. My sure. God. There's plenty of men too. Less. Plenty Carlos of men. To We're not discriminating here. Like, I don't want to kill, kill him off, off but it, yeah, he's 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 Just not saying. my favorite character. Absolutely not. <laughs> Who's your favorite villain in all these these Netflix films? How, hands down, Fisk for me. Wasn't Fisk is? Oh well, he's the the iconic. Yeah, Fisk. Fisk and, is awesome. But the the mind control guy in Jessica Jones, that oh, guy, he was cool. That guy, is you know why? Because him. he was hip, dude. He was like, he was cool. He was a cool villain. No, because he fucking scared the shit. Fist scares the shit out of me. But that guy, I'm like, that guy could literally have me have, have me end my own life. Just with the thought, I'm like, holy yeah, fuck. Yeah, it, that's and, true. And he, and he, he did fuck. The, he and he did fucked up shit. Yeah, what did he say to the housekeepers? He's all. If I'm not back in two hours... Kill yourselves. But he said something like, cut each other into little pieces. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> he just walks away, and they're standing there like, okay. Yeah. And then and, and, and then he says something else, uh, don't blink until you see her. And the guy's just standing there, and his eyes are just dying. He's like, what, once he sees her, he's like, oh, thank God, I can blink again. Yeah, yeah oh, that yeah, was yeah. But Fisk is... Fisk is awesome. He crushed his dude's head with a life. door. He truly is... I know in the comics, they all cross paths at some point. Wilson Fisk's as the kingpin of crime is a bigger villain than he's led on to be. Mm-hmm. Well, he's so, behind. He's behind everything he's in behind the comics. Everything. In the comics, right? He's the one. Yeah. If if there's any kind of like street level crime, drugs or anything like that, all roads point to the kingpin. Yeah, he's got a finger in it. 
He's got a finger in where? In the crime. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Well, that and, too. And and what is it? His girlfriend Vanessa. Oh. Or he could have a finger in someone's eye socket because he's just that violent. Speaking <laughs> speaking of fingered, you should listen That's listen right. to Randy and Jason's new podcast, Fingered. All right, so there's your Marvel. Not much. No. All right, so obviously that's not the only Marvel thing. We recorded this thing on Sunday night, so I wake up in the morning and I notice that there's a Thor Ragnarok preview out. What the fuck, Marvel? You just Lucas filmed me. What we're going to do is we're going to play the preview, and we're going to come back next week and talk about it, but the preview looks fucking awesome. It looks fun. It looks great. The Hulk looks like a badass. I'm sure Boo... Went crazy and lost his mind. Still want to see The Last Jedi first. We'll get into that later on. You'll hear. But very cool. Very Guardians of the Galaxy-ish. So very pumped up about Thor Ragnarok. And great actors. Great preview. Marvel keeps doing their thing. So here you go. Thor Ragnarok. Now I know what you're thinking. How did this happen? Well... It's a long story. Asgard is dead. Hi there. What have you brought today? Tell me. A contender. It's main event time. He's a friend from work. Oh, come on. There's your Marvel. We're going to get into some Walking Dead before we get into some Star Wars stuff. And the reason we want to get into The Walking Dead is we didn't really have a chance to really go in depth. Not that we're going to go crazy in depth, but we wanted to let you, let you know what our situation was last week. So What an adventure. The dedication. Yeah, so like I said before, we went on a bachelor party. Me and Les were coming back from Vegas, and it took us about five and a half hours, which normally takes about three and a half hours to get home. So we got home exactly at 8.45 p.m. Pacific time. Busting through the door, people. Busting through the door. We watched The Walking Dead because we definitely want to get a reaction on our podcast of what we thought. Well, everything was going fine, going great. And when shit hit the fan, and by the way, this we're going to talk spoilers. So if you don't want to hear what happened to the last episode of The Walking Dead, which was the season finale of episode season seven, episode 16, I believe, turn it off and actually forward for about five minutes, six minutes, seven minutes. I don't know. About set, let's forward to eight minutes just in there case. There you go. There it is. So we get home. We're watching it. And what fucking happens? Our cable box 
decides to reboot right after Sasha pops out. Sasha pops out. Fucking Sasha pops out. So we see Sasha pop out and we hear Negan go, oh, damn. No, he goes, oh, shit. Oh, shit. And the TV goes black. So now we're in panic mode. Literally panicking. Because our DVR isn't recording because the cable box is rebooting. Boo is trying to get on his tablet and he's trying to link into some other programs. We're not going to say which ones. (laughs) That lets you see these shows without subscribing to a cable network. While everybody else is trying to do this. The same exact thing yeah. at the same exact time. Yep. So that took about 45 minutes. Oh, yes. So, so we are exhausted from the drive, exhausted from the lack of sleep. We had seven hours of sleep in two days total. And we want to see what the fuck happens. So finally, our DVR reboots turns back on, lies to us, and mm-hmm. tells us yes. that it recorded everything. So we press play. Fucking fast forward, and all of a sudden, Rick is on the ground with a gun pointing at his head. Mm-hmm. So we don't see anything that leads up to that. No. From from Sasha coming out to Rick with his fucking gun in his head. So we get to see that part at least. So we see Rick getting threatened yes. by Mr. Negan. Mm-hmm. And Saying my, he's going to kill Carl. Yes. And from there on, just shit hit the fan. It was amazing. It was, it was great. Thank so, God we actually got to see that part because I would have been really pissed if we missed that. Oh, that would have been awful. So we apologize for our episode not being so detailed about the show. We wanted to record it right that right afterwards that night and yes, we couldn't go on for another. And the show was already going to be two hours, so we didn't want to go on an extra half an hour. I was thinking something had to go wrong because we had – so we recorded Thursday night with Jason, which was very fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Epic Vegas trip. So yeah, we deserved we deserved a little something to, to blow up in our ah, face. Yes, you just you just can't tie all those things together. My luck our, our never runs that keep great. Going. Yes, exactly, yeah, exactly. So we apologize for that. But what I want to ask you guys uh, here is, what are you? I don't know if we did this, but what do you expect from season eight? I don't think we got into that. I think we touched a little bit, a little but, bit, yeah. a little bit, a little bit. Cares? We can talk about it. Soon. Yeah. Right. So, oh yeah, I think we did. You're right. But let's talk a little bit about it again. I, there's rumors out there that Scott Gimple, who is the executive producer of the show, one of the showrunners, he said that he is thinking of bringing back Glenn. Now, obviously not bringing back Glenn in present time. Right. But kind of doing what we just saw with uh, Abraham. Oh, that was nice. That was yes, touching. But if you think about it, the only way he can do that is, is if Maggie's in serious shit. So let's not have Maggie be in serious shit. Let's not lose this Maggie, pregnant Maggie. That would be awful. Maybe she won't be in too serious. Uh, oh, I see. I, imprisonment, I, maybe capture. Maybe her thinking she's at death's door maybe during childbirth <gasps> maybe during childbirth earth and the baby survives and she passes away she's she's oh. struggling a bit you know kind of thing oh. she's fading in and out of consciousness you know they're telling her to push kind of stuff remember johnny grosso said that he's not going to be satisfied until he sees a, a zombie baby a zombie out. Baby. yeah oh. come out of a of oh. a person That's so maybe good. he'll get his wish in season 8 oh man here's another thing guys walking dead got the lowest ratings since 2012 First season finale. Zing. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty bad. They've lost a lot of viewers. Wow. They're still number one. But that season finale was epic. The season finale was great. Season finale was great. But the, the season wasn't epic. And the season lost viewers. So no one's going to watch the season finale when they stop watching halfway through the season. True. That is true. So they need to pick up their game big time. 
And the the wonderful female actress who plays Sasha, I forgot her name. Sonequa Martin-Green. There you go. She has been cast to be in the Star Trek TV show that's coming out. Wait, they're doing a Star Trek TV show? Oh, yeah. You didn't CBS know that? is yeah. greenlit it, and they're doing a... It's called Generations or something like that, or Star Trek something. Really? Yeah, it's supposed to be pretty good. It's supposed to be great, Abrams. But I know they have casted her to be one of the leads. Okay. Which is cool. Great for her. That, you know what? That, that's She's a very good, good actress. To get some Star Trek back on the TV would be okay. Yeah. Do you guys think, just, just going back and forth here, do you guys think that Carl has elevated himself now after starting that whole, you know how he shot? He looked like a little badass. I still fucking hate him. I, I know. I hate no, him to death. No, no, no. We need Carl to, to step up like that. You got to have someone else there. Losing Abraham is a big deal because you need a, you need a third badass. There, but No, but but he is a badass because he stood there with Negan, Negan with the bat. He didn't give a shit. He's like, fucking do it. Yeah. He's like, fucking do it. Go for it, motherfucker. Yeah, I agree. I hit th- me. I yeah. think this season has, oh, other than that fucking he, yeah, roller he, skating he, he scene. He might be that badass. I forgot about that roller no, skating scene. The roller skating thing. Oh. But you got to remember, his season, his seasonal arc was pretty, it was up and down. He did the rollerblading thing, but then he also jumped in the back of a truck, waited, killed like three people. Stood up to Negan. Stood straight up to Negan like, let's do this. Yeah, uh, Carl has solidified himself in some ways. He may not be a fan favorite in some respects, but he's someone that, you know, you'd probably, we don't want to see go down anytime soon. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying he isn't because he's alive in the books. Yeah, he's not a fan favorite, but he did himself some justice. Yeah, Yeah, this season. Because trust me, I fucking hate the guy. I think one of our episodes back in the day is when they're gonna when when are they gonna oh, kill yeah. when oh, they gonna kill this motherfucker yeah. you guys were like you had yeah a few i don't i don't like him i don't I, I didn't like him in the first half of this fucking season him roller skating through the fucking <laughs> he's, a, he's a teenager Atlanta. man you know he's, he's got that teenage love going on he's uh, got a girlfriend holding her hand fuck and shit him. fuck him man carl old. is doing the extreme case of what teenagers would have to do without cell phones yeah yeah so if you didn't have it. a cell phone well, you'd have to have a zombie apocalypse. Bitch, I, I didn't Dude, have a cell phone. You didn't have a cell phone. No, and exactly. But you, Ooh, guys you, had, rode, I, you guys had rollerblades, though. I did. See? I did. Les actually did rollerblades. But it's a big man on rollerblades. He wasn't no, big back then. I wasn't no. big back then. <laughs> no, I was not. <laughs> he was rollerblading around There was a purpose, though, when I had my skates. He was trying out for the ice capades, yeah, and this is the only way he could practice in Southern California. can skate all year long. Just like some Canadians out there. You should see him do a triple sow cow on his rollerblades. It's fucking amazing. Oh, it is. Triple sow cow. Right onto my nose. (laughs) Do you know what's great is Morgan didn't die. So happy about that. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Morgan didn't die. Morgan stepped up. Man, he was a badass. Mm -hmm. And I watched some of the scenes over again. And how cool was the whole scene where they're just shooting at everybody. Everybody was shooting Running at everybody. And gunning, yeah. Even Negan. And Negan looked at, I don't know if you guys noticed this, Negan looked at Maggie and said, oh, damn, the widow's alive. Oh. And the widow, no, he said, the widow's alive and she's shooting everybody. Like, he made some cool, funny comment <laughs> while he's getting shot at. He was, you know what, he was really calm and Negan under fire. Hey, but that he, scene where he was driving away in the truck with his fucking middle finger. Yeah, yeah but he's still awesome. scared like, shitless, And though. I was like, yeah, but he's like, oh, shit. Yeah. And people, that shows the thrall he has on people. People were du- jumping in front of him. Yeah, people like he's were. he's the fucking president yeah, that of the United crazy. States. Yeah, that was crazy. Wasn't that crazy? People were diving in front. Uh-huh. And they were, like, seriously taking bullets for this guy. I'll tell you who was Negan. Is that bitch-ass Eugene was Negan. You know what? And when you know what I liked is that he realized 
shit, these guys were going to kill me too. Yeah. Because Rick gave the signal. And yeah, yeah. Rick, Rick was like, pulled, fuck him. Rick hit the detonator. Him. And then it, it, it didn't go off, but he took a look and he was like, oh, shit. Exactly. They fuck that care. shit. They don't, it's, it, yeah. And that's him. That's what he gets for thinking. He has that kind of sway yeah. to, to turn everybody and just say, guys, put your guns down, take your punishment, and, and let's keep And going. I think he knows Screw now that, that Negan in the back of his head thinks that he helped Sasha with the pill. Mm-hmm. Yes. So he's going to be, watch, he's going to be back and forth. Oh, yeah. We need him to fucking defect, and then we need him to die. No, what we need is, yeah, him to defect, him to go back over, Rosita to punch him square in the face again. Knock his ass out. Knock him out like he got knocked out by Abraham. Oh, you man, know, he Clock his dome him, on the ground. And then I'll be okay with that. Then he can come back in. Yeah, you get jumped back in. You're good. Yeah, he actually hasn't done anything bad. He's just... <clears throat> he's moved. surviving. Yeah, he's he's moved to the wrong side. That's it. Yeah, it's true. All right. Well, let's move on. We did the little Walking Dead. We did another little recap. Hopefully, for the people that have stopped watching The Walking Dead, you can come back for next season. Allegedly, the first four or five episodes of bananas. next season are going to be literally bananas. Is what they said, right? No, <laughs> no, he said they're going to be. They're going to. They're going to. He said two things. The the showrunner Scott Gimple. He said they're going to blow your pants off, and it's gonna. It, it, it's something else with your mind. It's gonna. I don't know. Fuck you, with your mind. Fuck yeah, f- yeah, screw, yeah. I think I think we'll that's what he said. It. Screw with your mind and blow your pants off. So, Ooh, yeah. I like I like the blow your pants other, off. Right? There's still other shows coming to, you know, satisfy whatever, whatever bitter taste or whatever void The Walking Dead has given everyone. Or Unless there are everyone. no other shows besides The Walking Dead. Well, Game of Thrones. There is none. No, 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 no. There are none. What? Oh, wow. None. Okay. What do you mean none? Not even the Khaleesi? <laughs> not even her riding some dragons? Yeah, Damn. I was going to say, I don't know. I bro. don't know what you're talking about. But yeah, there's by that. The way, the by the way, the Walking Dead should be coming, is coming back also. Yeah, we'll talk a little fear. June, yeah. We'll talk a little fear. It's not as good, but it, no. it definitely, I get what everybody, uh, what was it, um, it's like when you watch Jeopardy and then Wheel of Fortune comes on after, and you're like, "Oh, you, you, you just yeah, keep it on." Yeah, yeah. And you're like, right. "Okay, that's Fear the Walking that's Dead." That's true. Yeah. You're like, "All right, whatever." You just roll with the evening, but <laughs> it'll be fine, people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, what I was saying but is, is, hopefully, is, you guys come back so we can exactly. have discussions. Yeah, we don't want to lose all the Walking Dead fans. No, that would no, that'd be awful. And here's another little thing: um, we have a lot of Walking Dead news, actually. They, the showrunners, did came, they came out and said that they will never. Go further than the comic books are. Not not that they won't catch up, but they won't do what Game of Thrones did, or they'll oh, bypass right. it. Yes, so there always will be source material, yes. and they're not going to do that style. So they're going to keep it kind of, you know, they're going to pace it out. Plus, they want to make money. Now, let's talk a little Star Wars. Oh, man. You ready? Yep. Now, we have Celebration coming up. Yes, we do. I know Les is not going to be there, so he might be a little jealous about this conversation. That's all right. I'm not too jealous, but I'm not going to be there. You are not going to be there. Starting to but we, before we do the... We're going to have Minutes with the Missus soon, and we're going to bring her in for the Star Wars talk. But before we do, let's do a little comic book cheat sheet mm. on the one and only Mr. Darth Vader. All right. Do you believe that they have one of these? I believe it because he's in a comic series. Mm-hmm. Don't talk back to me, Les. I'm just. Hey, man, you got there. on me about Sam L, dude. I got to get snarky, too. No. <laughs> All right. Snarky. Here's your comic snarky. book cheat sheet. 
In the Star Wars universe, Darth Vader was once Anakin Skywalker, a powerful Jedi Knight who was seduced by the dark side of the Force. He is defeated in battle by Obi-Wan Kenobi, but saved and turned into a cyborg to serve his dark master, Emperor Palpatine. He is arguably the most popular character in the Star Wars universe, and here's what you need to know. He is the father of both Luke Skywalker and Princess Leia, and the grandfather of Kylo Ren, who perhaps looks up to his grandpa a little too much. Darth Vader has had all of his limbs cut off at one point or another, one arm to Count Dooku, the other arm and two legs to Obi-Wan Kenobi, and bonus, a cybernetic arm to his son, Luke Skywalker. That breathing sound he's always making? That's his suit keeping him alive because his physical lungs were crushed. It took three actors to bring Darth Vader to life in the original trilogy, not including stuntmen. David Prowse played Darth the body, James Earl Jones was the voice, and Sebastian Shaw was the face of Vader when his helmet is removed at the end of Return of the Jedi. His weapon of choice is a Jedi specialty, the lightsaber. The red lightsaber is always associated with the dark side. The reason why is because when the crystal is forced into dark side service, it bleeds red. As Anakin, he was 6'1". Once he is cybernetically built to become Darth Vader, he is six foot eight. While he remembers his life as Anakin Skywalker, Darth Vader believes Anakin to be dead and considers himself an entirely different person. Darth Vader's mother, Shmi Skywalker, claimed that Anakin had no father and was immaculately conceived by the Force. The American Film Institute listed him as the third greatest movie villain in the history of cinema, only behind Hannibal Lecter and Norman Bates. Aside from the initial trilogy and the prequel films, Darth Vader has popped up in books, his own comic book, video games, and cartoons. So what have we learned today, class? Then in the immortal words of Darth Vader himself, Force is strong in this one. There is your comic book cheat sheet of the Sith Lord himself, Mr. Number 3 villain of all time. Bullshit. Darth Vader. Yeah, that was complete bullshit. Complete bullshit. <laughs> he should be number one villain of all time. Mm-hmm. Hannibal Lecter's pretty good. I'll give, I'll give you that. He's no Vader. No, no, come on, Darth fucking Vader, man. He's no Darth fucking Vader. Well, we're going to segue into something. We want to do that Star Wars cheat sheet of Darth Vader because we're going to be talking about Celebration. And we're going to segue into a little remixed version of this called Minutes with the Misses. It's time for Minutes with the Misses, starring your favorite Misses, Lorena Arguello Dolachahi, the brother... Carlos Borguello and the Mr. Raj Dolachahi. All right, we have the one and only Mrs. Lorena Arguello Dolachahi in the house. Hello. How you doing? Pretty good. Is this your first time being in here with the one and only Les Gonzalez? I don't think so. Um, last time we were talking about my uh, Scrabble defeat. Oh, that's right. That's right. You came in and chimed in on the Batman vs. Superman trailer. I like how she said her Scrabble defeat. I think that's pretty accurate. But she, yeah, You did not lose, but if you're going to admit to losing now, I'll take it. Well, oh, I see. Yeah, you I see. see you see saying. what you just said. It's Your okay. defeat. Oh, it's all semantics here. No, winning and losing is not semantics. There's, there's no gray area. Either you won or you lost. That's true. Very that true. true. Unless lost. We are here to talk about Star Wars Celebration and what you are expecting. You've never been to a con, is this right? I have not. Now, we went today, we went to a kind of like a cosplay cantina bar in Hollywood. It was supposed to be pretty much, re- re- it was supposed to replicate the Star Wars cantina in Star Wars A New Hope. 
but they weren't allowed to use certain things because they were afraid they were going to get sued. People were cosplaying. People were dressed up. So that was your first experience with this. Am I correct? Yes. What was your opinion on this whole thing? Well, I think I've been part of the whole hype process, I think, more than you guys have because I got you these tickets for your birthday. And so sometime like mid last year, they said that this was going to be happening and it was very exciting. So I was like, okay, I need to get tickets. $50 just to even be included on the list to even make a reservation like halfway through last year. So I was very excited about this, thinking that it was going to be really amazing. And so now that it has come, it was underwhelming, I'd say, but that's probably because I read the reviews on the way there and people kind of, you know, were just complaining about the food or the drinks or the lack of cosplay or just the decor of the whole place wasn't great. So I guess, yeah, it was a little underwhelming. Okay. To be honest. Okay. Yeah. No, that's fine. That's completely fine. And I, I, I am right there with you. I, it was a little bit underwhelming. It was really cool to be around people that have the love of Star Wars and to be drinking a blue milky drink. Yeah, that, that, that was pretty cool. That was pretty good. And to have lasers and smoke and you, you look next to you, you have an X-wing pilot, a B-wing pilot. You know what I mean? So that that was kind of a cool thing. Bunch of nerf herders. There was a lot of nerf herders there, yeah. But what did you think about this place? Yeah, no, I, I would have to agree with you, Raj. Yeah, it, it was pretty cool. Like like Lerna said, it was a bit lackluster. They could have they could have done more. They could have put more effort with how much money they raked in with this place. They could have uh, they could have made it a pretty pretty cool thing if if they would have you know you know not not to put us on a high pedestal, but if they would have contacted us, we could have made it a lot better. Put put in things. Well, they in. contacted me, and I refused to help them. Oh well, oh, you fucked up there. <laughs> um, no, yeah. So yeah, if if they would have contacted us, we we would have been able to make it pretty fucking awesome, and also be able to steer them away from getting sued. Which I understand. You know, this is this. You know, that's you, you, nobody fucks with Disney. But you know, it was it was a it was a missed opportunity to make something really fucking awesome, but still enjoyable time. Boo, are you saying that they should have contacted us because of our experience with the Halloween parties that we have here and those amazing haunted mazes we make in the back? Damn right. That's fucking damn right. So yeah, you should have contacted us. Plus we have a podcast called The Sith List. That's true. And it's not like we get letters from HBO <laughs> saying they want to sue us. So, yeah, we have experience not getting sued. You're movers and shakers for sure. Damn right. You're a shaker. I am. I wish I could move your shaking. You can try. Moving on. Lorena. Yes. We have a very, very big week coming up. We are going to Orlando, Florida for the Harry Potter opening of the castle of Harry Potter's. I thought it was a Jimmy Fallon opening. Oh, touche, touche. <laughs> Jimmy Fallon is opening up a ride there. He opened it last week. But we're going for Celebration. This is your first con. I'm excited for you. I've been to Star Wars Celebration. I've been to Comic-Con. Are you excited about this? Yeah, I am really excited. I'm excited to kind of uh, just get to know a little bit of your guys' world a little bit. And I'm a little nervous that I won't be able to fit in in terms of not really knowing enough about Star Wars and the whole world. And so I hope that I will be accepted amongst the Star Wars You'll be all right. gods. No, you, let, let me just gods, tell you something about Star, Star Wars gods. <laughs> let, let me just tell you something about Star Wars fans. The, the majority of Star Wars fans are very accepting and they're not going to care that you don't know much about Star Wars. They're going to love the fact that you're there supporting somebody that does. Or a, a husband that does, a brother that does, or friends that do. Just like today, we went to that cantina thing, 
and there was people there. There, I, list, I heard one lady say, "I've never even seen a movie before, but this is cool." And as a Star Wars fan, to hear that, I go, "That's really cool." And right there at that moment, her husband divorced her. Right then, her husband left. Yes, yeah. yes, I saw him. Yeah, he bolted. She, yeah, she she destroyed her marriage with one sentence. Yeah, yeah, but but I saw her uh, fondling a green guy. Guido? You look like Guido, yeah. Oh, man. By the end of the night. <laughs> but, but to your point, Araj, I, yeah. I do see that on Twitter quite a bit, that everyone is really, really nice to each other for the most part and very accepting. And so, yeah, I think that'll be really great. Everyone seems very nice. Yes. There are a group of people that are out there that aren't very uh, welcoming and supportive of other people. I'm not going to name the names. Well, like any crowd, I'm sure that happens. There's right? some bad apples. There's some yeah. rebels. They think they got the power of the force, and they sometimes go on the radio. That's all I have to say. So I'm excited for you. You're excited to be there. Boo's excited. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Boo's never been to a celebration, by the way. No, no, no. Okay, so this is going to be just a great time. Now, what is your your main goal out of this? To come out of this celebration, what is your main number one goal? What I'm looking to get out of it is to kind of really meet the people in person that we've kind of had on the podcast as well as been on their podcast. And so, yeah, just kind of a really cool community and to get to socialize and hang out and drink and eat and have fun. And also, I think the most important, and I hope we all agree on this, is that Boo Boo has the opportunity to go and be around like-minded Girls that perhaps mm. he can. Oh, I see where this is going. You know, spark some chemistry with. Spark you know? some chemistry. Maybe meet a nice girl, girl who can uh, who can ignite my lightsaber. That's uh, no, that's not. Oh quite. well, ignite we, the purple. If she doesn't ignite, ignite, the ignite my lightsaber, oh, then dear. we kind of got issues here. Wait, wait. I think Boo Boo's saying this because he's upset that there are so many sexual references between Araj and I, and so now he's trying to talk about creep you the fuck <laughs> out, Lorena. Yeah. Lorena, you got to explain why you call him why you add the extra boo. Because people are going, boo-boo? The, what the hell's boo-boo? Yeah, I know. That's yeah. kind of a good point. And so I think boo-boo is the original, the original name. And so, yeah, growing up, we've always called him boo-boo. And then as... It's boo-boo, on my birth certificate, people. <laughs> and as boo-boo got older, he told guys that he would only want guys to call him one boo and that girls could ha- call him boo-boo. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, usually girls say boo-boo and guys say boo. So you're, what you're saying is you want to meet, have someone meet boo. By the end of the trip, he'll be boo-boo to them. Yeah, you know and I, I mean? even heard that there was a speed dating star. I Wars heard that thing. too. And I, I think that's awesome. I think as we long need... as it only lasts about 12 parsecs. Ooh. God. What, you, know, are you saying you're going to last 12 parsecs? No, no, no. no. Oh, don't last yeah. that, that long. The speed dating. <laughs> the speed dating, yeah. <laughs> if she's hard enough to ignite my buddy. lightsaber, perhaps, yeah. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> Here's the deal. I mean, when we get there, Sith heads, rogue winners... We oh, need to no. push for Boo to wow. do the speed dating I game. I think so, too. Boo <laughs> told me last night, after a few beers, <laughs> after a that, few beers. that oh, he few. has set yeah. up a Tinder account. Oh, yeah. And oh. one thing I do know about Tinder is that it's location Wait, he said Grinder to me last night. Ooh, no, I did not. Okay. No, I did not. Okay. I'm not. I'm not Mike Pappas. Oh, no, 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 no. Nice, nice, I'm nice. not Mike Pappas. Yeah. Go ahead. 
So yeah, Tinder location. So you can pick up on all the girls that are also going to be using Tinder. And from what Arash says, that there can be you know some pretty cute girls at these Star Wars conventions. Yes, like so, yes like pretty cute girls. And they're going to be dressed in cosplay, which is sometimes I, from what I've seen in pictures, kind of revealing and such. And <laughs> kind of, yeah. And oh yeah, so, you can you can do this, Carlos. Oh yeah, yeah. you can do this. And I want to do a fact check. Uh, Mike Pappas was trying to get a job at Grinder. It was. It was Johnny Grosso who we wanted to get a Tinder account. Remember? Ah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, sorry, Pappas. We, we should also set up maybe multiple accounts. You know, he already has Tinder. Multiple maybe accounts. We should do like plenty of fish. You know, oh no, no, we're gonna we're, we're gonna we're gonna do the whole gauntlet. We're gonna do the whole gauntlet. Here's a cool thing. We'll do it in the airport in Orlando. That way he has his location on so he can POF GPS plenty of fish maybe. people. <laughs> yes, and he can meet people over there in Orlando. Oh. I think that's a great idea. We're gonna get really we're gonna... Cute, the cute thing is that a lot of couples that are Star Wars fans say they've met each other at these conventions. That's something right. I've noticed. So I You're feel like it's just meet a, your sweetie. My sweetie, huh? Thing. And then I can go ahead and vet her before it even gets serious. Vet her. Wow. At the convention. <laughs> wow. I think I'm gonna skip that part, Carlos. Can yeah, just, maybe. yeah, don't send her. Can we just can we go from the yeah. meeting you to can, the can igniting put, my lightsaber? Can you, we just you can put your Java in her hut, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe you guys can go and laugh it up about that after Minutes with the Misses. You know? Okay, yes, you're here. Right. So, okay, we're going to wrap up Minutes with the Misses right now. But So you're, you're excited. You want to meet all the people that you've kind of interacted with on Twitter and people that you've heard me speak about. And then your main goal is to get Boo over here, get him some galactic ass, oh, is what you're saying, right? Shenanigans going down. Not galactic ass, more like... That's a big ass. Oh, galactic more... ask I love it. it sounds like a band what band you in? <laughs> like I mean galactic acid. ass no more like a very nice Star Wars sweet girl okay nice who Star likes Wars to be force choked no oh, oh Jesus See, well, this Christ did you just say why... like to be force choked doesn't this explain why he doesn't have there a there are a lot of girls that like to be force choked it's true <laughs> they may model their slave Leia outfit it's, I mean it... am I allowed to say that no yeah, it's, it's, it's no no anymore? it's the hut slayer hut slayer what It's Hutzler. They changed it. Sweater Leia. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Hutzler. She was no slave. No, no, no. No, she wasn't. She was no she slave. Was forced to dance. She, she never danced. No, he she didn't dance. In front he of just him. no. no, she no. Never All he did was like pull her and told, told her that's to right. feed me. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. She never danced. The green one danced. That's right. And then until he got, she got dropped into Twilight. the Sarlacc pit. She did. She did. You want to find a Sarlacc pit? Whoa, I don't know. Maybe about not that. Right. I don't know. I, yeah, if, if it's got teeth like that, no, no, no. Okay, right. okay. We need yeah. to stop Time this. Time to tone it down, people. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Let's move on. It's just really took, it took a turn. Yeah. We can't wait for you to meet all these cool people Same and here. enjoy your, your first con. So um, we're going to wrap up Minutes with the Misses. And next time you come on, we're going to talk about everybody you met, all the great experiences, and the amazing, wonderful girl that Boo met. I can't wait. That's right. Or, or girls. That Let, or girl, oh, by the way. Yeah. You know, girls, I think that. that's fine. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. By the way, they do uh, weddings there. Do whoa, you really? Whoa, so maybe right. he could just find one. Holy and shit. Just, let's just wrap it all up. Let's oh, just do it. That shit. Bada bing, bada boop, bada boop. At that point, I could, I could do my own wedding. That's true. That's yeah, true. true. Yeah, it's true. Start, uh, Ministering ceremony. Yes. Yeah, he did marry us. He did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'm dressed up and everything. I'll be your uh, Obi Wan. Yeah, whatever. All right. Okay. Well, that was minutes with the misses. Thank you, guys. Say goodbye, Lorena. Bye, Lorena. So that was your minutes with the misses with a little 
splash of Star Wars celebration in there. Now we're going to get some voicemails and some emails. We have a couple of both. Let us listen to Mr. King Tom, king of all Toms. Oh, king Tom. Yeah. All right. Here we go, King Tom. Hey, Raj and Boo. King Tom here. How are you guys doing? And any uh, illustrious guests you may have this week. Um, wanted to see if you've been um, keeping up on everything in the comic book world of the X-Men. Uh, the uh, X-Men in Humans crossover is now done, and I am even more confused at the end of it than I was at the beginning of it. But that's, I don't know, I just could never get behind the Inhumans because they were always X-Men knockoffs to me. Um, but, you know, now the mutants are back in the world on Threatened. Xavier's Mansion is smack dab in the middle of Central Park, and there are a few different X-teams running around. Um, my personal favorite is Gold Team, which is pretty much the X-Men of the 80s, just a few years older. I'm not sure exactly how old they're supposed to be in comic book times. But it's uh, it, they, their, their first issue... Um, it was a bit controversial because of some of the art, but it was uh, it was a pretty solid issue, I think. And I, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what's next. Although I've been reading a lot of Marvel Unlimited lately, uh, signed up for that, and uh, for the most part, it's it's amazing. I hate the browsing and sorting, and it's tough to follow storylines, um, but it's pretty cool. And it just reminded me. You know, they used to do a lot of stories in the old days. Every now and then they'd do an issue that was just life at the mansion, like uh, Jubilee teaching Professor X how to rollerblade. And I almost wondered if they should come out with another X book. You know, they have X-Men Gold, X-Men Blue. They're going to have, like, an X-Men Black Ops team, but, like, maybe an X-Men Green about domestic life at the mansion. That's my idea for an X book. Um, also, I just wanted to mention one other thing on the, on the last episode, but the one before that, you guys were talking about the whole uh, Captain America, uh, U.S. agent storyline, and that that one storyline where the government took away the shield and the, the uniform from Steve, gave it to the psycho John Walker, and it, it took about two years. That was one of my favorite, um, it wasn't at the time, but looking back on it, it was, because it's, I couldn't appreciate it then, because you wanted Steve Rogers to be Captain America, but that was one of my favorite non-X-Men storylines, and if they had the time, if they hadn't done Civil War, and if Chris Evans were sticking around, I think that would be a great idea for a Captain America movie or two movie series. But anyway, that, that's all I have for this week. Um, I'll talk to you later, and Raj, have fun at Celebration, you bastard. See ya. Bye. King Tom, king of all Toms, thank you again for that voicemail, that hotline call. And we are going to throw this to our, re- our resident comic book Nerd herd who knows his shit more than me or Boo. Even though Boo knows some shit. Boo knows more than I, and Les knows more than either of us. Yes, he does. One thing I do want to say is it's interesting how the Inhumans now, ABC, Marvel, Disney, have the X-Men. Their version of the X-Men with the Inhumans, and now they're trying to roll with – it's like a poor man's X-Men. I understand the – what is it? The confusion. But that's just the X-Men. Personally, I think it's too many titles. So, yes, IVX was a good one in Humans versus X-Men. Did leave you confused. But, yeah, there's, like, X-Men Prime, X-Men Gold, X-Men Blue. There's X-Force, I think. There's Generation X, which is supposed to be the New Mutants book. And then there's all these, like, self-titles, and you got Iceman and, and all these things. 
personally, I think it's too many titles. They may need to just streamline it to, you know, maybe three or four books. But they have a lot they want to cover. They want to try to bring all these different things. I know the sales have plummeted, and that might be the reason, is there's so many books in general in the first place. Because there's still Uncanny Avengers and Avengers Arena, and then you have the Miss Marvel and all these other things and nothing against those titles. But when you go into a comic store or even like you said, like you mentioned, you get on a website and you start browsing, it takes forever. And you may try to find one thing. You may not know what's going on. Uh, You may end up just saying, okay, fine. I'm done with this for now. Um, That usually happens. Uh, A lot of people that do collect actual issues of comics I mean, more power to you because it's, first of all, it's very expensive. Second of all, it's takes up a lot of space if you stay with it. And, you know, you end up with a lot of short boxes, long boxes, all kinds of play, all kinds of just paper stacked everywhere. Um, The thing is, is I kind of like the direction they've taken the X-Men. Ultimately, I think what they want to do is get them back. And I mean, ultimately, it won't happen. But the idea is let's get them back into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Not going to happen in our lifetime, but it's worth the shot. What do you think about that Captain America idea he had? I think that would make a really good movie. That could be just like they had the Winter Soldier show up in, obviously, the Winter Soldier. That'd be pretty cool. And they can name it U.S. Agent. So you have Captain America, First Avenger, Captain America, the Winter, Winter Soldier, Captain America, Civil War, and then Captain America, U.S. Agent. And yeah, it would be like a renegade version or dual version who's this guy doing things and then they have to the, a final confrontation and all those kinds of things would be cool. I think that's something they should introduce completely. We'll see what happens going forward though. All right, King Tom, thank you so much for that email. Really appreciate it. Not even the email. I'm sorry. The voicemail, the hotline. Thanks for calling thank the hotline. You. We love hearing your voice, King Tom. No, I wish you were going to celebration King Tom. I would have loved to have been there with you and shoot the shit with you. So let's get into an email. We're going to go back and forth here for a little bit. Rashad sent us an email. Great guy. Tweets like a champion. Mm-hmm. He's a very cool guy. He sent us a message. Sith listers, what's up? What movie are you guys looking forward to the most this year? Excluding The Last Jedi, because that's obviously number one. Absolutely. That's <laughs> Absolutely. fucking obviously number one. Whoa, I, I would disagree with that. What? I'm, I'm, lo- I'm more looking forward to the to the Thor Ragnarok, oh, uh, Hulk, uh, Thor, buddy comedy. You know what? Movie. Boo is on a suicide mission before. He doesn't understand this comes out on Tuesday, the week of celebration. I'll find somebody. Or, or somebody will be somebody will be found for me, yeah. Either, either that I'm, or I'm You're going to find a girl that's green alone. and is as big as the Hulk. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I agree with you, Rashad. Number one's obviously The Last Jedi. Well, let me go back to Rashad's email. Me personally have to say Guardians of the Galaxy 2. <laughs> that is the most real, authentic, hysterical laugh of my entire life. I've been losing my interest in comic book movies in general for the last few years, but I love the first one because of how wild and fun and carefree it was in its storytelling. Keep up the great pod. May the force be with you. Your friend, Rashad. Well, thank you, Rashad. That was yes. very nice of you to email us. Really, really appreciate it. I would have to say, other than The Last Jedi, I am right there with you. Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And I definitely want to see Wonder Woman. Want to see what they're, what direction they're going. And if this can save DC. So th- those, those are my two. 
But we know which one you want to see. But go ahead. Say. My yeah, my my number two would have to be Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah, because uh, from the trailers. And wait, stuff wait, like wait, that. wait, 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 wait. Your number one is what? Is I already said that. It, it, it's so Thor Ragnarok. You're saying you want to see Wonder Woman before you want to see Last Jedi? No, 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 no. He's saying take that movie out of the list and say which movies you want to see. Okay, okay, so sure. okay, saying, okay. So yeah, no. If I had okay. to place them, it would be Thor Ragnarok, and then it'd be the Last Jedi. But if you take the Last Jedi out, Wonder Woman would have to be bumped up from number three to number two. Okay, I see. All right, Jesus. Oh shit, we forgot about Homecoming. Homecoming, yeah. definitely Homecoming before Wonder Woman, hundred percent. Okay, so Boo, you're, so you're saying Ragnarok, Wonder Woman. What else? Uh, probably Guardians, because Guardians is going to make me laugh. Yes, Guardians is going to be great. Mr. James Gunn himself. Okay. Thank you again, Rashad. Appreciate the email. We're going to dive into another voicemail, and this is by the legendary King of Boston. Mm. Not the King of All Toms. No, 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 no. no. But the King of Beantown. Oh, oh. Mr. Richie from Boston. What's up, Sith Heads? This is your buddy, Richie. Hey, guys, I wanted to go back a couple of weeks to the Iron Fist casting kerfluffle that you guys have talked about. It's taken me a while to sort of process my thoughts and put them together. There was a a big issue, of course, if you recall, people saying that Iron Fist should have been cast as an Asian. And, you know, to me, you know, I come at things from a libertarian, conservative, white guy perspective. That's me. I'm kind of a live and let live, but, you know, you have to allow me to do my thing, too. So gay people should get married. I have, I support that fully. Um, and by the same token, gun owners should be able to have as many guns and ammunition as they want. You know, I, I also fully support that. So... You know, live and let live. You know, I I look at things like this and I say, well, there's got to be a better solution, right? Because if you're you're almost playing a zero-sum game. So if you try to please everybody, you're not going to please anybody. Because at the end of the day, you know, you're still, if you were to do this move and make Iron Fist an Asian, you're still taking a white superhero away. And there might be somebody out there who absolutely loves the original concept of Iron Fist. So... How do you do it? How do you change things around and do, and do it better? I think what you need to do is make new superheroes. If Iron Fist doesn't sell, or any superhero for that matter doesn't sell, then you quietly phase that hero out and you can change the story and make new stories. To me, if I were a an ethnic minority or you know somebody who felt like I needed representation and they told me, well, they, we took Iron Fist and we changed him into your race... That would seem like a very hollow victory to me. Like, what did you really win? So, you know, I think the answer is new heroes. Um, You know, just a a quick thing on that. You know, another thing that was kind of a story that came out recently that I heard was, I think the the CEO of Marvel came out and said that the comic book sales had plummeted. And he he was looking to see what to do about that. You know, they figured out that... Hey, you know, Marvel got really preachy. You know, it's like when they they change the race and gender of all these characters, and then they go out and they and they try to lecture us on on things political. And they what they do is they hire authors who serve their political agenda first. Now, I was all on board with Captain America, Sam Wilson, when it when it first came out because 
I love Sam Wilson, but then they sent him to the border to beat up a bunch of Tea Party activists, and it's like, fucking really? I don't want this. It's it's just like when um, the first Aftermath book came out, you know, and, and there was an author in um, the Star Wars canon before, I think it was Lords of the Sith, who had a, a gay character in there, and it was, you know, again... I'm living, let live, and this uh, this particular story was just fine to me. Then Chuck Wendig writes this aftermath book, and he's got like 35 gay characters in it. You know where, you know, it's almost as if he were trying to make a point, and it took me out of the story. Just like you know, the th- I, and I didn't read him after that because it turned out he was kind of a dickhead, anyways. But. You know, in the third Aftermath book, he made some big point about refugees. Higher refugees. Okay, well, that took, you know, that took people out of the story. There are very reasonable people in the podcast world that I have listened to that that are within our own circle of friends, not dad genes, that have said that this refugee thing took them out of the story. And it's like, yeah, it does. Because you go to these properties to escape. And when you're constantly hit with people who want to preach to you about things and tell you that their way is better and the other side is a scumbag, well, I didn't go to Marvel to talk about politics. I'll go to Fox or MSNBC for that. I don't go to fucking the Star Wars universe to get preached at about about equality and, and gender and identity issues. You know, you want to have something like that? You do it discreetly. I mean, think about The Walking Dead, right? Think about all the races and genders and everything else in The Walking Dead. I mean, you're watching a show that's about the survival of the human race. Now, isn't that something that's a little bit better? I mean, my two favorite characters are a black woman and an Asian man. And, you know, I just think that the way to go about these things, if you want to have, if people want representation, create new heroes and stop getting preachy. That's that's all that we can do. And then let everybody go into these fantasy IPs with a clear and open mind, and shit will iron itself out. But if you get preachy, you change things around, you lose people. That's what I wanted to say. All right, guys, take care. Richie, thank you so much for taking your time out. That was such a thought-out, thoughtful yes. voicemail. And I would tend to agree with you, Richie. I believe that people want to read these kind of comic books, graphic novels, go to the movies to escape from what's going on in reality mm-hmm. and to actually come together. Like, I don't give a shit if somebody is, if Les right here next to me is a conservative Republican and I'm a liberal Democrat, we don't get along with our political views, but at least I could talk to him about how badass uh, Captain America c- Civil War was. You know what I mean? And we don't need to be reminded constantly. And I, I, I did read an article that Marvel is going to – their new wave is going to completely stay away from politics. In February, comic book sales plummeted an instant where they went down to 10,000. Yeah, you have a point. They should just keep all the politics and social issues out of our entertainment. The thing is, is it's really tough. Some people have – sometimes it's natural – Sometimes it does flow right in. Like the X-Men definitely tackle racism, being an awkward teenager, being an awkward adult, social issues, passable, 
non-passable as far as society and acceptance goes. It def- that book naturally generates or gravitates to that subject or those subject. Other books don't have to do that. Other titles don't need to do that. And or we are at a point where people are doing things just to do it, just to make this happen. Let's turn this character uh, let's change this character's sexual orientation. Let's have this character and this character like each other. Let's, you know, make this character or these group of people, you know, a uh, certain type of poli- uh, political loyalty. Maybe it makes for a good thing in the first few pages or that you read it. But after a while, it just gets really old. It gets grimy. It grinds and it just starts slogging and slowing things down. And then you have to wonder, oh, I wonder what they're going to do next. In some cases, people don't really care. I mean, I really don't care if there is a gay Iceman. I really don't care if there is, if Storm and another female character are in a relationship. I, I don't, it doesn't matter. You don't have to do that for me to go, oh, cool. Or, oh, I hate it. I don't need the, you don't need to generate or garner reactions. You just need to be able to say, look, these are the characters. This is who they're fighting. This is what they're dealing with. And let's keep going from there. Hopefully that's what is coming soon. Hopefully we'll be fine going forward because I love to read comic books. Raj was with me. We went to the comic store a couple weeks back and immediately, and I know myself, I walked in and I said, I'm going to spend a lot of money today. And I walked in and one dropped like 120 bucks and walked out of there. That's because I love reading comics. I don't get it for the political views. I don't do it for the other issues that they can tackle for me. I have the news. So we all agree 100%. Just keep it out of our our entertainment. Let's let's come up with a completely brand new character. John something or whatever and have him make powers for him, start him off, become a Marvel in a Marvel comic and a DC comic and then from there getting popular from there make a movie. So mm-hmm. I I get what you're saying. And thank you so much. That was a great, Again, great, great yes. voicemail. And we'll keep talking about it, man. This is what's great about these kind of things. We can keep talking. Now, our last email is from Robert Russo. And this is kind of a cool one because we're going to dive into something that we normally don't dive into. It's just video games. So he, this is what he put. Yo. Wait, wrong podcast. My bad. <laughs> anyway, I missed my first weekly email last week that I promised you, Raj. But I got a question for you guys this week. I know you guys talk outside of Star Wars, which is why I'm writing to you. I don't remember you guys ever talking about video games, but I have a relevant reason why I'm bringing one up. Actually, we back in the day, we did talk a little video games, little and bit. we're going to start talking about video games more and more. And I love playing Rock Band, and I love playing all the sports games like Madden. Ask there less because I beat him every time I play him. We're Please. not going to get into that. But <laughs> I also love playing Battlefront, but I don't like playing it. I just like walking around and looking at the nice graphics, but I get killed. <laughs> Cannot wait for part two so I can just play a campaign and play a storyline and enjoy myself. I am very excited about that. But let me keep going with his, with his email. Last week, I received my copy of Kingdom Hearts 1.5 and 2.5 Remix, and I decided to play my least played game out of the series, Birth by Sleep. Hopefully, you know what I'm talking about because if not, I sound crazy. No, I, I kind of know what you're talking about. I used to play Kingdom Hearts back in the day, long, long ago. Oh, it's. I got to the cutscene where Aqua and Terra are in front of their master, Eriquis. I hope I'm saying that right. When he starts talking, I noticed a very familiar voice come through my headphones. I decided to look up that voice actor, and lo and behold, it was Luke Skywalker himself. Oh. My man, Mark Hamill. Huh. Yeah. 
I was shocked because I had never noticed it before, and it was so awesome to have him in one of my favorite video games. Anyway, to my question, which cameo by a celebrity in a video game is your favorite? Can't wait to hear your thoughts. Have an awesome week. And that is from Robert Rousseau. I will go first. I'm going to say mine is Mark Hamill Mm -hmm. from Arkham Asylum. He was unbelievable. He was so great. He was fantastic. And so that's my guy. So Mark Hamill all the way. Uh, Les, you want to go next? I'll okay. take it. I'll take it from you, Les. Yeah, I, I would have to agree with you, Raj. It is Mark Hamill playing the Joker, yes, but yes. in a different game. Oh, for mine, it is uh, Arkham Knight because I did not know that he was going to be in the game. They had kept that all hush hush, and then out of oh. nowhere, he pops out. Literally pops out and scares the living shit out of you, and he's in there throughout the rest of the game. How cool! One is of that? the best moments. I I, the, I was so stunned that he's actually in it. And we know it's Mark Hamill. Stunned he's actually in it. And I was even more stunned that he was, he was able to keep his mouth shut about it. So very cool. Yeah, that yeah. So so that's that's my yeah that's my favorite. Um, okay, so yes, I do agree with you guys on the Mark Hamill thing. But for me personally, my favorite game is Destiny. And to know that Nathan Fillion is voicing the character of Cade Six, who is the hunter vanguard in the Destiny games, that's a pleasant surprise. It actually makes things a little bit cooler. He has a lot of one-liners that are really nice. Well, kind of uh, like his Firefly yes, character? Yes, just like his Firefly, which was written by Joss Whedon. Yes, so it was. Even the banter from Cade Six in the game is very... Very, you know, it's like a gunslinger cowboy kind of vibe, and he's just got this uh, world, tra- like well traveled uh, flow to him, and it's just amazing. Awesome. So, so okay, so me and Boo, Mark Hamill, damn right, I agree with the Mark Hamill, Nathan but Fillion, Nathan Fillion, big fan of Castle. You are. <laughs> I just like. Firefly. Castle just had Serenity. its last show, by the way. Oh, did it? Was it? Yeah. Castle. I think the se- yeah, I think the series ended. He did well, man. He made a lot of money on that show. Well, he does everything. Nathan Fillion is definitely a, got a, a cult following, and he's he's a lower tier of Mark Hamill. Maybe, Mark Hamill's got a massive following. Yes, yes. And then you got Nathan Maybe Fillion's we'll see right. him in the Star Wars movie one day. Who knows? <laughs> oh, wow. That'd be, Who knows? That'd be amazing. Well, thank you so much for that email. We really appreciate it. You taking your time and writing in, man. With everybody that's, that writes in and, and sends messages and voicemails, thank you very, very much. We will talk more video games. These guys love playing video games, mm-hmm. so we'll definitely talk. And um, uh, we'll go from there. Hopefully I, we can all game it together at some point. Yeah. Yeah, let's game it up. We'll all start giving out our gamer tags and hanging out with Ooh. each other. Exactly. All right, guys. I think that wraps up this episode of The Sithless. Episode 35 is in the books. Mm-hmm. So this week, we will see most of you at Celebration. By the time this comes out, we'll see a couple of you guys. Enjoy, people. Oh, yeah. yeah we'll have a, better come back in one piece. We'll, we'll, uh, well, you know, we will. One and of us we'll, might lose an arm at the cantina. Yes. I was sure. just about to say that. Good job, boo. Wow. Thank you. Yeah, good job. And uh, we will definitely drink a couple for you, Les. Mm-hmm. Please, please do so. Get no. some gorilla farts. Oh. Then we will. We definitely huh. will. All right, guys, we will see you next week on episode 36 of The Sethless. Yep.